Hey, we're Chasing Records, and you're watching On The Records, and the guest today is The Perix. And today I am uh, drinking the Rye Road uh, Rail Pale Ale. It's actually one of my new uh, favorites of these rye beers that have come out, but uh, this one's tasty. So uh, if you want to uh, check out uh, South River Brewing Co., go to South River Brewing, Brewing sorry, .ca, uh, and uh, $50 or more, free shipping, and uh, maybe you can pick up some coasters as well at the same time. Enjoy. Get, get some beer, get some gear. Right. All right, here we are with another podcast today. We are joined with the Perix. We've got G, Gwen, and Matt. How's it going, guys? Hey, yeah, and girls. Thanks. Pretty good. That's good. That's awesome. Um, so this is kind of interesting because the three of you are not in the same place, correct? No. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, gosh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, we liar. don't know actually <laughs> where we are. <laughs> uh, so where are we all located right now? Gwen, well, I guess we can start with you. I'm from Meerse, so I'm pretty near by uh, G. Okay. So uh, I think it's it's 15 minute drive. Oh, that's uh, close. Yeah. It's not bad, yeah. So then Matt, Matt you're the one that's must yeah. be the far far away one. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the UK. Um I'm in near a place uh called Crew, um which is near well the place I live in is called Nantwich, which is a tiny little town, but it's kind of near Manchester and Liverpool, it's in between those. So we've got really great city vibes around us for the music and stuff. So yeah, but so I'm based in the UK, yeah. How did they uh how did you guys find each other? How'd you get involved in this? Yeah, we, we find each other. Well, I met Gwen before. We, we know each other in real life. Uh, she's uh, my vocal coach. And oh, wow. she and knows my wife from a long time ago. We grew up in the same town. <laughs> cool. And Matt, I met Matt um, after I posted a message on Instagram about eels. And yeah. then we got in contact and... Uh, and one day um, uh, we talked about each other, about um, uh, do you want to make a song together? And, and that's about it. And now we talk almost every day. We chat or we're, we're, we're friends now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's amazing what uh, with technology though, right? That you can kind of continue on making music. And um, I don't know if you guys have heard any of the other podcasts that we've done, but we've talked about it a bit. But uh, Andrew and I, because of the pandemic, we've never actually been in the same room together uh, since last March. So when we started this kind of endeavor. Um, so it's amazing, you know, what we have at our disposal to be able to kind of do this, right? Totally, yeah, totally. Do, do you guys know each other from before then? Are you like, are you in a band before or have you worked together before? We we weren't in a band before. We uh, I moved to London, Ontario, where we are uh, just under 10 years ago. And when I moved yeah. here, uh, I worked with Nate's wife and... She was like, just jump on this place, play some softball with us. So I, I, I didn't know anybody here. So I just, uh, so I met him um, like nine years ago. Oh. And, uh, and we never talked about music or anything until, until we were in lockdown. And then just kind of, uh, it kind of happened. And then, so we, and we actually, it's funny because we got interviewed on Thursday. And in the interview, we were asked, what makes your band unique? And we thought, uh, you know, we haven't jammed in the room before like we were, we were buddies but we never played music and we still have him we have an album recorded uh but but then now meeting you guys it's like it's this is like way more unique you guys are in different <laughs> so, so it's not honest, as unique as we thought no our our, our, our story is looking worse as it goes on but yeah so we knew each other and then um through you know we were in lockdown for a long time so we just uh wrote an album and now we're doing podcasts and we're just uh Trying to meet all like all the bands we can meet because we can't meet anybody right now, right? We can't really. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, cool. I think lockdown has done that to a lot of people. Um, I've been out of music for a long time until, until lockdown came along in the UK, 
and um, I kind of wanted to do something that I could remember lockdown by that was a positive thing because everything just seemed to be getting pretty crappy. Um, yeah. uh, the UK was like it was it was pretty rubbish. We got good weather, but that was about it. Um, so I just wanted to do something that was positive at the end of it. And so like, I sort of kicked off the solo thing that was like just going out on Instagram. And that's kind of how me and G came across each other sort of in that way. We'd sort of, we both got the connection with Eels, the band. But then, uh, yeah, we kind of hooked up and like, because G's in another band as well, Animal Revolt. And so we kind of uh, just said, do you fancy a collab? And we just, G sent a song across in like split second. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> um so is that how this like you guys i i saw your single the do you really care um the video was awesome and yeah. i'll ask about the video because that's that video was was cool so is that how the song starts is g like record first and send to you and you add your touch and gwen do you just like did he is it all at your own houses like kind of like how we did our album yeah 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 we uh, asked our partners to take pictures of us in different situations and then uh, g's wife she made a video, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Really, is 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 your wife? G is she into videography and editing, or is it just something like a hobby? It's just a hobby. She's no pro at all, but she can uh, uh, certainly can pull it, it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fantastic what she uh, she made of it. And um, well, the idea came with uh, Gwen and Matt. Um, what we're gonna do? So. Uh, the only thing we can do is do some sort of pictures and, and post them together or something like that. And then my wife came up with the idea to make it in the cartoon. And then there's no sign of other country. So it feels like Gwen and Matt are in the same room together. It's a brilliant idea, actually. Yeah. yeah. We've never even met. It was just, it was crazy how well it came together. It was just brilliant. It's so cool. <laughs> Oh, that's such, it's it's so cool. And so it's, you gave your wife a like, creative control of the whole the whole video. She she just like ran with it, and you're like, awesome. That's so that's that that's so good to have at like just like, in your arsenal, like a video like that's it's cool. Good yeah, job. We, good work, we, guys. Good work. It is. It's fantastic. Go ahead. It fits along very well. Now, um, in saying that, uh, I I I know uh, where the name derived from, but our listeners may not. Where uh, where does the, the parrots come from? The name it's definitely with J. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I knew yeah. this was going there. <laughs> well, it's so difficult to um, to come up with a name. Uh, first of all, I look on Spotify and um, just checked what names are taken, and I thought we have to be unique, otherwise um, people uh, get confused. So. Um, it's, it's really not a word, the parrix. It's not an English word. It's really um, a made-up Dutch word uh, from, uh, from a book of mine. Um, I also write books. And it means um, the lower class people. So in, in this story, you have the higher class people who are running the city and, and the low class people. And, and they call it the perike. And I just made it English to Perix. That's so awesome. That's, uh, now, and uh, not to, I mean, like I said, this, we, we, we have no uh, journey on where this podcast goes, but do you, is the books that you write uh, in Dutch, are they translated into English at all? 
Uh, no, they're only in Dutch. They're only in Dutch, yeah. Only in Dutch, yeah. I yeah. can't read Dutch, so I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> not with that attitude. No, not with that attitude. No, I've got French. I've got French behind me, but that's it. That's that's all. So no, that's that's really neat. It's a kind of a cool way. We were talking about that with another. Uh, actually, the Call of the Void is one. They're having a bit of an issue. Um, we had them on, and there's Call of the Void and the Call of the Void, and the two bands couldn't be more different than each other. Um, so that it, it certainly is one of those things where you've got to be unique when you're choosing a band name. Um, we our band name derived from like Andrew was saying that we we kind of really met playing ball uh, through my wife when she kind of joined and. Uh, we play video games all the time and it was always that thing where we were always chasing records. We eventually have a men's, like a men's slow pitch team. And uh, so it, it was one of the things where we're always chasing the record. We're always trying to be number one. And then we also play video games and it was the same thing, right? We're always trying to be number one, chase those records. And then we thought, what a kind of cool double entendre. But the only thing that we know, and it's only been confused a couple of times is that we're like a label, or, you know, a record label or something, <laughs> which is not the case, but no. it's been all, it's all, well, it's all good. Fair, since uh, fair thought, uh, chasing records. It's the, some record company who's yeah. doing podcasts, but <laughs> yeah, no, just a band doing podcasts, trying to network. And I mean, you know, it's kind of such a, it's a cool thing to be able to hear these stories of where band names come from. Cause you don't, you know, unless people are reading into a bio or they, they want to know more. Um, it's kind of neat to be able to have these conversations but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we initially sort of we must have sent about 20 30 names across and like uh, g was going through spotify and google and saying nope exist nope exist <laughs> uh, right when are we gonna get one so yeah it was uh, it was cool and he said well, I've, got, I've got one that was kind of like something that i had invented and so if that's there i'll be pretty pissed off but uh, you did all right didn't you man <laughs> yeah, it's a sweet name it's sweet um now because like with the, the three of you and we're having this issue right now and i know that uh in the uk especially um we're all still in somewhat of a lockdown um what is it going to look like are you guys planning on ever trying to do a gig of some sort that would be so cool if we could pull that off that would be <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it yeah yeah it, well, like i it, love to go to the uk because I, I love to be in London, uh, so I think we can visit Matt then. Uh, <laughs> so maybe we should just uh, we 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 should make it happen. <laughs> That'd be really wow. neat, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. You really guys ever cool. have you guys ever did uh done like a kind of like a live stream trying to jam like or you were like this but um with acoustic at least or? Uh, do you mean a little bit of writing on? Is it what's it called? Is it jammerless? Yeah, I got yeah. it. From from Gwen. Gwen uh, came oh, that, up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so we put like, a little bit of writing together, like we sort of spark some ideas playing to one another um, and then we'll kind of go off separately because connections and stuff aren't always that great and it can, you know, you can just be getting a flow going and it all just drops or someone else comes into the room. So it can be a bit awkward, but um, <laughs> we've, we've kind of like, um, we've had some ideas sort of, we banded around and then we've gone away and worked on them and then brought them back and then sort of like sent them across in stems and everything so yeah it's been there's, there's been ways we've done it but i don't think all three of us have got together for a jam as such have we yet on anything it's just been like you guys or me and g so not all three of us yet though yeah it would be difficult eh? like through this because like you said and if there's any latency you know yeah. with music it doesn't work <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty tough call i know that some bands have done it where they've recorded you know their part visually in audio and then kind of cut it all together so it looks like they're all playing and like you said sending stems back and forth is it really the same thing it's just the audio version and that's how yeah. we do our that's how we've done our entire album was just you know sending stems back and forth it started with videos actually short clips of 
you know, an idea here. And as that video progressed, it was playing the audio over, you know, through the video and it would just be like this layering sort. Right. And eventually it would kind of muddled out and you're like, okay. And then once we figured out, Oh, we need to get some equipment to actually make this happen. It, you know, it's much, it's much better now. That could be a music video now looking back, like, you know, yeah, it could be, like yeah, yeah. just a, a bunch of us playing the same shit over and like, <laughs> it'd be a lot of close-ups of our face though. I don't know if I would yeah, be some awkward that. angles. I feel. Yeah. Very awkward angles. Um, so what you guys uh, going forward, what's your plan that the single drop this month, um are you guys going to record an album an ep just another uh, more singles anything in the works yeah we've got loads so so far it's been uh like g's kind of taken the helm of like creative direction with like sending an initial spark across and then we'll kind of like all throw into the mix and you know tweak the odd chord or just like add lyrics and things like that so g kind of like sends them across but We've probably got, is it about 11 at the last count? 11 tracks that we're kind of like going to be going through, aren't we? Yeah, 11 of, or 12 uh, songs we have now. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, you, have a, you have an album? An album. Yeah. 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 And are you going to release it as a full album, you think? Or because the problem with uh, what we, our, our problem was no one kind of knew who we were when we started doing it. Um, and we, like we couldn't do shows, obviously. So our problem was how are we going to get heard? if no one knows who the hell we are. So we, we didn't release an album. We released uh, two EPs and every EP has a single. Yeah. Um, and what were your thoughts on how you're gonna release this? Uh, for myself, I've done it in the past where it's been, um, I, I used to do albums as such and put the albums out, but I totally agree. I think it's really hard work. So I'll kind of, I tend to do just personally six or seven singles first to solo tracks, maybe with like a B-side or the instrumental or something like that. And then I'll do an album with maybe two or three new tracks together. So it kind of drip feeds it and then into one final thing. And we were kind of talking about maybe heading that way, weren't we? You maybe getting um, either an EP first or four or five tracks and then the album or something. So, yeah, because the attention span is so uh, little uh, nowadays. If you uh, put on an album one month later, nobody is listening yeah. to your album anymore. Yep. So you have to come up with a new song. material then. All your material has been used for like, you know, it should it should last you essentially a year, like, you know, in the old days of such bands released right. an album, tour on it and dine out on it for a year, two years. But now if you put an album out, like G says, it's kind of lost within a couple of weeks to a month. And then you've got to think about writing something else again, like another one. Yeah, and it's like, yeah to it's stay relevant, great. right? To stay, have content keep coming out. And uh, I think uh, even our method, we try to, we try to break it down to EPs and, um, we had five track EPs and I think even that was maybe too much. I, well, we were talking afterwards, like maybe we should have released, you know, two, three singles and then had an EP with those three singles with one extra song, maybe, yeah. um, yeah. as opposed to single and then five tracks, because we look at our, our numbers and, you know, track one to five, by the time it gets to five, there's a noticeable drop off. Each song has a drop off. Um, and then the single has the most, the most plays, right? So uh, we're trying to figure out how to do it going forward. Um, <laughs> how, to, how to figure out these algorithms, right? Of that's really what it is, right? Is I mean, the uh, you know we found Spotify has been that it's it's your it's your radio now. I mean, that's really what it is. It's, it's sad to say. I mean, I don't know what it's like for you guys where you are, um, but for us, it's top forty everywhere. That's what we hear on the radio, you know. And then you've got you know, the odd rock song that'll fit in. And we have, we have kind of a dedicated rock station that's terrestrial and that, that does play it, but 
it's still a lot of the older, you know, older stuff. You get into the, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, and they'll play some of the current stuff. But otherwise, um, you know, you're not getting on there. It's There's no way um, nah. unless, you know, something hits, somebody catches it. And then, you know, you get lucky, I guess. It's like winning the lottery almost. But Yeah, definitely. For the UK, it's all just independent stuff. If you're going to get anywhere, it'll be independent kind of local stations. Um, and, you know, we've made contacts with a few of those and they've been kind enough to like sort of play stuff. Um, but that, that's the only way we're never going to get onto a national radio station here. You need to have the back in and, you know, yeah. you, it's, it's so rare, isn't it? It's hard work. It's funny. Cause um, I was, we've had a lot of luck in the UK and in Europe in general, in terms of getting our stuff out. They've been very, very supportive of us and our music, all independent radios. Um, I'd say at least a dozen or so have picked up us and we've had a couple in the U S and, and one in Canada um, so far. And we had our local, uh, university radio station have us, uh, but we don't, the problem is we don't know how much it's being played, right? There's no, no way to check a stat on that one. Right. But, uh, that's the difficulty. And it's, what is interesting is when I, I was saying to Andrew, before you guys came on is I was looking at Spotify and I didn't know, even know this even existed, uh, that I could see it as a, a listener. But what's really interesting is you guys have Toronto and Montreal as your top two listeners out of your top five. I don't know if you know, if you realize that. Yeah. They're like, Oh, really? <laughs> and it's like, in so in Canada, so which yeah. is really, and then New York city and LA were the other top two were the two above those. Um, so it's kind of interesting, right? That for you guys, it's North America is getting your, your listeners, um, which isn't in the UK or, you know, uh, in your, in your, in your general area, which is really interesting. And the same would go for us. We're really, really like, it's, it's the UK that would be our, probably our top uh, right. when you look at them. Yeah. Those are the exotic choices that listeners make. You know, they, they sort of yeah. want to be outside of their countries and like Canada seems exotic to us. And for some reason, possibly the UK might seem exotic. To <laughs> Canada. I have no idea why, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think you guys have more love than we do in, in Canada. Yeah, I think <laughs> so too. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Contacts um, on Twitter uh, where we also met you now. Yeah, um, they're all UK, American, uh, Australia. So uh, the Dutch market isn't interesting for us. I, I yeah. don't know a lot of people here. Uh, only uh, a couple of local uh, radio stations, but it's too small, I think, for the the scene. I know maybe Gwen can. Uh, can say more about that but well the netherlands are a small country so i think the other market is is way bigger yeah 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 yeah, yeah we're finding that even just with our like we're in london ontario which is about two hours away from toronto um about eight hours away from montreal from those two places which would be your bigger your biggest you know closest markets and then otherwise a couple hours from detroit michigan u.s but <laughs> we're, you know, we were, we, there was a live stream last night, um, uh, where I guess I should say Saturday, um, depending on when this airs, uh, but we were kind of upset at first Andrew and I, because we're watching this live stream of a concert in London, Ontario, we're a population about 300,000, but I mean, uh, there should be more people, uh, with the band that was playing and we've actually Serena Haggerty, we've had her on, on this podcast and she has quite a following too. And at live, there was only 200 people viewing at one time out of a city of 300,000. And you're kind of going, what, what gives, you know, why do people not necessarily so much care right now? But like, I would, you know, I, it's almost, I'm, 
I want live music, even if it is virtually right now, I enjoy, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Um, but then I looked again this morning and it had two point, like it had 2,200 views. So people must've watched it afterwards. And I don't know how Facebook it's through Facebook live. So I'm not really sure the, how those, those links, you know, and how those, uh, view counts work for that. Um, and if, is it just people accessing and then going, how long do they have to stay on to it for it to count? But so at least it went up a little bit, but I mean, there's one band, Texas King, who is playing, who's headlining has toured all the way across Canada and the U S with a band called big wreck, um, which has been pretty big in the really nineties, early two thousands as well. So, uh, or actually, I don't know if the big wreck was in the late nineties or not, but either I think way, they were. I, think they, I were. think they were too. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it, it should have been a lot more. And in our eyes, Andrew and I are kind of like, it's kind of felt embarrassing for our city to go like, there's not, there's not enough care there. It feels like there should be, uh, but maybe it, like, it looks like, look, maybe it did turn around after all, but yeah, it must be hard in a smaller market, in a smaller city to kind of get your stuff out. Right. So. Definitely. Uh, I think it's like you say with, with um, the live stream and everything, you, it doesn't have to be your city now either. You can just be anywhere, can't you? It's um, as, as you sort of say about where our stats are showing and where your stats are showing, it's um, it's not necessarily got to be as it used to be. You know, you'd go out your gig in your local area and get the following and then move into the next area. You, you don't even have to do it that way anymore. I mean, no. essentially, you don't have to gig anymore, which is crazy. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. It's so true. You don't know. And we were talking to a couple people that are doing now these uh, virtual open mics and because of that i found out and i had no idea that there's ones in can like even in ontario and in canada that are being sponsored by eventbrite um oh, i really? had no idea <laughs> so i just i was looking at it last night and i i had no idea that, that we had virtual open mics right now because you know that was something that even in our scene and locally there were there were a few here and there um but i'm wondering if that's the way it'll go you know you, yeah. like you said because you don't have to go anywhere. There's no setup. The only thing that the open mics would bring is obviously some crowd, hopefully, right? And some business. Yeah. But at but, the same time, like you said, you can be anywhere, right? You guys could join in on the open mic. Yeah. Uh, if you guys even could get together in one location, how crazy is that and play in Canada, which is, is unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I think that what Matt's point, though, um, and going back to what G said, uh, the attention span of people is so it's, it's, it's like, it's like so small because of everything that's going on with technology. Um, yeah. And I think the fact that uh, a band, like you said, is not to play live anymore because they could be anywhere in the world. I think you combine those two things. And I think that is probably what's leading to the, the problem with music is because, you know, like you said, um, you used to have to go to your local bar to watch local act and, and you didn't have access as a fan to the world of music. Right. Um, yeah. And now, they're like, screw it. I don't need to go to a bar. I, I can follow these guys. Or So I think those two um, like things together make it no one cares about music anymore, sort of, yeah. right? Um, yeah. yeah, so like, like what Nate was saying, those bands that were on yesterday, they have, you know, 10K plus followers. And, you know, at one, and they're both local. They're both, they're both are like London talent. And, and 200 people are watching it live. It's and, crazy. It's like everything's so, people just want to be able to get it on tap. It's as and when it suits them. So if there's something on TV they want to watch, right? Just, yeah. they, they know they can watch it later. So they just there's no urgency. I know for from us at the beginning of lockdown, we had like um, there was a couple of local acts, um, and they were just putting on kind of covers nights just to keep everyone's spirits up. And they, you know they, they were just playing, and they were getting some pretty good hits. It was nothing massive, but they were doing okay. And they've tried to maintain that, and they've just run out of steam because no one is bothered now. Everyone's just totally lost that momentum. It's like. As you say, it's so throwaway. It was uh, it was something that was great at the beginning. It was exciting, and even that's wearing off now. And it's like, 
crap, what's the way back? You know, how is it going to go? <laughs> yeah. what about, you know, kind yeah. of ends, you know, when we see the light at the end for it and it all happens, is everyone going to have a crazy six months where everything just goes mayhem and all the fans are welcome back? And then is it just going to die again? Because no one can be asked. Or is everyone going to be really sort of, you know, tiptoe sort of into it and not rushing back to it? It's going to be really sort of hard to see how it, it all pans out in the end, I think. Yeah, like I, I thought that, you know, when this is all over, when there's some sort of normalcy, I thought people would want to be flocking back to, you know, concerts of some sort and wanting to see live shows. Um, and maybe the video doesn't, like you said, the video doesn't do it for people because they have something else that they want to watch and they want to see it live. And I mean, there is obviously, there is something to live shows. It was weird though, last night watching a live show and there were those plexiglass barricades in between each band member. That was bizarre. And they couldn't even like literally interacting through a plexiglass wall. And wow. I know the Texas King who was playing their stage antics, some of them, cause I've seen them before. And it, you could just tell that it was that element that they're missing. They're very much a show, you know, like their music and there's a show to it that goes along with it. I mean, the, uh, usually the lead singer climbs up on uh, the lead guitar's back at one point and usually plays, you know, and it's just, you knew it was missing from the show it would normally yeah. happen. Um, but they, <laughs> there's this glass or plexiglass barricade there. So yeah. it's really interesting that way. Yeah. In um, the Netherlands, we have this uh, test events. So all the, the people on stage, they have to be tested before. Before. Uh, so if they're okay, they can play and they don't have to uh, um, keep the distance. And then they have uh, three groups in the audience. So people with plexiglass between them, uh, people with mouth masks and people who, well, a third group. And they're now checking it out if that works and they're also talking about that you have to show that you're vac uh, that you got your vaccine before oh. you have uh, before you can go. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So Gwen, in in the Netherlands, have there been a lot of shows already that have gone on? Uh, no, they're starting. They they're just starting. Did, yeah, they did a cabaret show. Um, so that's theater because then people can sit down. That's easier. Right. And now they're starting with I guess three events, and there were like. 2,000 tickets and 180,000 people they wanted to get. So they were sold out within a minute. So it makes it makes sense. Like maybe it is people want it, but they just want yeah, live. But they want, right? Yeah, because it's not just about the music, but it's also about the atmosphere and going True. with friends and the dancing and the singing along. And so, yeah, I've seen a couple of shows and the concerts uh, digitally, but I also thought, oh, I would love to see this live. It's so right. much better. There's, so, there's that energy too, yeah. that from that live yeah. performance that, the the per, like people that are there and also the performers connect right yeah. and it's yeah it, we've said this before but it, when you're performing or whether you are in there everyone's coming in from different experiences that could have been a great day could have been a terrible day even with the performers you have no idea <clears throat> you know where they're coming from that day but almost everything gets kind of left out as soon as that music starts usually everyone just lets it go and and there's that two three hour night and I think that's what, you know, like you said, with that many people looking to get it, uh, tickets and, you know, there's such few, uh, obviously people want that experience, right? They, they miss that. And it is, I mean, watching a concert, you know, in somewhere else with that live performance, you are able to just kind of forget about everything for that day, regardless of what it was, good or bad. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird. You can pause the concert. You can think, okay, let's pause it. I, I get a drink. It's not the same as being there. It's, it's right. You have no interaction. And, and I think as performer, it's really difficult to 
act before a camera if you're used to an audience. Yeah. Yeah, it works both ways. Uh, you can't feed yeah. off the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. It's tough as well. You finish and it's just you finish the song. It's like stony silence. Nothing. That's true. Yeah. There's nothing. The gig definitely have been like that, but it's uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny because all the sports in North America, even when they've started up, right, they all pumped in crowd noise when there's no fans. <laughs> yeah, fake crowd right? noise. Just because uh, you're just like you needed something, right? <laughs> uh, it's so bizarre now even seeing fans in stands like we've had there's been a few games that have had some depending on where you are we're in in canada there's been none i i don't even know if we'll have fans for anything for the next little bit but no we're not, no, we're not I, any fans <laughs> no we can't well the testing is going to be not to be political in any sense but for us testing is so far uh, not testing but Va sorry vaccines vaccine. are nowhere in sight for at least us they're just starting to roll them out for people that i think are 85 or older they're just starting to my dad's 90 he'll be 92 in april so whether or not he decides to go get it i don't know but i mean he he would be the first one on the list in the next little bit but otherwise yeah yeah so i just can't see it i can't see it in the next so andrew and i've been talking like the only way i think we're going to play is if it's an outdoor gig right that would be the only thing summertime yeah. summertime is our only chance to to really get something going um other than that though but like you said matt um how long will it last for how long will live music keep attention right and yeah, i don't know where yeah. and you guys could say how your scene is there but our scene here is is well at least our city is not there's like live music is not the top of the list right we're, unless it's like, a festival unless it's right? a festival oh, unless it's, it's some sort festival. of festival uh you know we've had some big ones uh and big names come through when it's a bigger one but even like we have one that's called the folk fest which is very well received um but at the same time, I don't know how many people would then go on and follow those bands afterwards. I think they're just there right. for the enjoyment of music, which then, is, I mean, yeah. which is great, but it's kind of that one and done, right? Oh, awesome. We saw this band, but I don't know how many people would then follow along. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe there's more than others, but yeah, we've got some pretty cool festivals like that, that, that we do have in Sun. I think Sunfest as well as another one that we have, but We'll see if they can even go on. Cause like you said, with the amount of people and <laughs> you, Gwen, yeah. you said it best, right? You have so many tickets, but there's hundreds of thousands of people that want them. Good yeah. luck. So uh, to get back to the music, where, where are your influences, Gwen? What do you, where do you pull from with your music? Well, uh, I'm a musical theater girl. So uh, that's a completely different background than the guys it have. Is. Um, but I, I also like the dramatics of, of rock music uh, and the the metal rock stuff oh wow so, awesome uh, yeah that's awesome. interesting g what do you what's your what do you pull from uh, my my influence is nirvana uh, green day offspring that's all the 90s rock the, that's the, right where we are <laughs> right good man good man <laughs> and then uh, and that's sorry, a cool combination with with gwen because she had a completely different background and uh, it adds an, a nice layer on top of our music because um, uh, everything I write, I, it passes uh, uh, through Gwen. And she has some sort of another vision on the song and, and it makes it uh, really interesting that way. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, it would, it would, I mean, that's something that, I mean, Andrew's got more of what I'd say like the punk right earlier on and yeah like i'm it's more i'm more in like poppy punk yeah. whereas yeah. i was kind of along those the 90s you know grunge um and then 
kind of actually we talked about it before, but I was kind of in a country for a swing for a bit. And then I dabbled, dabbled into rap and hip hop, but I got out of that quick. I couldn't do it anymore. And then now it's more of like, it's funny. I've kind of, I started off country kind of really liking that as a kid, but it wasn't popular. And then I've realized, you know, now later on in life, it's more of this folk kind of country rock kind of feel that I, I mostly would listen to um, now. But I mean, of course I'd throw on a Green Day or Nirvana or Soundgarden or Pearl Jam and, you know, throw on the album and love it. I mean, that's talking, go back to the album. That's one of those things where, you know, those are the ones you go back and listen to, but I don't know how many people are going to listening to our full albums necessarily. Right. It's almost like the classic. Um, what about you, Matt? Where, uh, where do you pull from? Uh, well, I grew up in the eighties, so it's all, it was metal. It was hair metal, um, which got annihilated by grunge when grunge came in. So it's sure like, I loved all of that stuff. And so I've always kind of followed metal and rock through. And then um, towards the late night is getting a bit old, got a bit mellow and just become a massive fan of Fountains of Wayne. I love kind of like singer songwriter vibes. I like that kind of comedy tongue in cheek element. Um, so yeah, I love that sort of stuff really. And then even later on, it's very acoustic things like Elliot Smith, um, John Bryan. So yeah, quite a bit of a range, but it's metal and sort of rocks where it's always been throughout. That's I still kind of follow that now. So yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I never thought about I mean, I'm still only like, what, 20, I think? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, as you get older, you're right. Maybe it is, maybe that is it that I, you know, mellowed out and, you know, that grunge, I, like I still enjoy it, still listen to it. But it's funny that you say that because I would probably prefer to listen to the MTV Unplugged of Nirvana or, yeah. you know, Alice in Chains, oh, you know, great. right? Yeah. So, and, but I would more the acoustic side of things than uh, heavier stuff right at the moment, right? So that's just, a, it's really interesting that you said that, yeah. Never made that connection, but maybe that's what it is. I'm getting old. I need to know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can hear it in your music. You can hear Nirvana and the grunge stuff. You can can hear it in your songs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think so. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's funny because when we even created our, our music, we didn't have a plan in place. There was no set, you know, this is what we're going to be. It just, it, it clearly was our influences of what, you know, what we heard and, and kind of put it in. How does the writing process work between you? Is like someone lead the way sparking it off or do you start with a riff or how does it kind of come together? Um, well, a, a majority, like a, a, the first album, a lot of it started uh, with either uh, like just a guitar riff or it was uh, bass and drum. When I send Nate things, I send him completely uh, like completed songs almost so there's like yep. bass and drum and then i'll throw on some you know midi instruments like there might be a violin and a cello and a song and shit and and i just send them like this this and i send them a bunch of different kind of sounds but then there's certain sounds that I'm, i when i send them i'm like man this is a chasing record song and i and <laughs> I, I i could tell before i sent to him like i have these these ideas but the ones that i know like he's gonna like i sent him one the other day and he was like yeah. and i knew it right when i sent to him like this is gonna be a song um but yeah, then Nate will take off with the uh, lyrics and melodies, and I I leave him alone with that. I just kind of will name a song, and I, it's not sandstone, but I, I, this is my idea for the songs. When I wrote this song, I, my idea, the, this word popped up or this phrase popped up, and that's what I think the song could be about. And then he takes it and runs, and and it works out really well because like our parts in the writing process. But he he would, didn't know he was a singer before we started. No. We were we were looking. Yeah, he discovered that and. Um, <laughs> So, and I always joke with him because when we when we needed a singer, I was like, I'll try first. And I sent him shit and it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and, then, and then he sent me stuff and it was like, 
you know, in key. And I was like, what an asshole. Cause I had to go first. Right. Like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so it just worked out and, you know, I don't know, and Nick could tell you, but I don't know how he, you know, yeah, he, he, no. he learned it right. And he, and he was learning to write melodies, which is even more important. Right. Um, but go ahead. I don't, yeah, I know. Like it, it's, it, I'd say 80% of our songs, Andrew starts them. Um, there's, you know, there's a couple that I've had that's on the first album that I've started even I, but it's true because I forget which ones I've started. I used to have to ask Andrew, be like, did I write that one? Cause I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I can hear a melody when Andrew sends something and he's right. The last one that we just are kind of working on right now, I almost cracked it out in a couple of days. Like I just had the guitar, I could hear the guitar in it. And then lyrically I'm, I'm still working on it, but I'm trying to fine tune it, but I think I've got it. But I, what I enjoy with Andrew is when he sends me, he sends me usually a song title. Sometimes he'll send me an idea behind it, or sometimes it's just a song title. And that for whatever reason can just spurs like an idea and then I go. It always um, the process rolling for you then, doesn't it? As opposed to having to start with like a blank sheet of paper. You've right. got like an point that you can then kind of go from. So that's really cool. Yeah, so it's kind of neat that way. And there's a couple songs where I've written that just came out of nowhere, you know, sitting outside or just thinking about something or along those lines. I wrote one actually about, um, we don't, I don't even know if this one will ever make it, but it was a fun, it was a funny song to write anyways. It was about uh, my Christmas time. We were waiting on a package to arrive um, and it kept being delayed and delayed and delayed. And I just was like, I could hear it in this song. This, it, it was something that Andrew had sent originally. I'm like, God, oh, this fits really well. Um, so I don't know if it'll ever make it. It's kind of a funny, like kind of a tongue in cheek, you know, sort of, it's sort a hooky of song. song. It's hooky. It's it's hooky. That's the problem is it may actually be catch, you know, and it might yeah. be like, Oh, you know, it's actually not a bad one, but yeah, kind of fun things like that. But mostly, I mean, most of our music has been very uh, heartbreak and despair, you know, that it, it's hard to write a happy song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know with you guys, what do you guys, do you find that like in terms of writing happy, sad, and who does most of the writing for lyrically? Well, I think Matt, Matt and I are quite easy. So if it rhymes, we're good. Matt <laughs> <laughs> <Ren> comes in. <laughs> she says no. <laughs> well, I like to have a story. There has to be a story. Yeah. So uh, with Do You Really Care, we, we talked about, okay, why is this couple even together? Because she's obviously a bitch. And why does she like <laughs> likes him? So we did some rewriting there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, G and my answer was like, why this couple together? We're like, well, because it rhymes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not good enough. No, we need to we need to make this story work. <laughs> That's good That's though. Funny. You have that. You have that like Gwen will focus it up. She'll be like, yeah. no, it rhymes, <laughs> but no. Yeah. Um great. So so it's a it's a you would say it's a full collab on, on writing, like you guys and then she fine-tunes it. And Gwen goes like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's easy to say, well, you know, and it's almost finished. So the guys do most of the work and I'm just happy to uh, contribute a bit at the end. Yeah, it's always good. It's always good to see it on the others, you know, from outside look. Like, you know, if, if two people have kind of worked on it and then you kind of see it and go and, and almost have a blank, in that sense, almost have a blank slate, be non-biased in terms of the lyrics and then be able to kind of refine it, right? And say, okay, well, why is that? Um, I know that sometimes I'm worried about some of the lyrics I write to go, it doesn't even make sense. But then in my mind, I, I make it make sense. I believe, you know, I make myself believe that it works. I don't know. So Andrew's nice never really called me out on it yet. So <laughs> <laughs> It's nice for me and G as well, because we kind of like get so involved in the recording and piecing together what we think is going to be maybe something that's finished. 
to then have like Gwen come in as like a third party, sometimes a bit blank, not hearing it being Bill, to then give us like an outside perspective again. So it's kind of like, it's really good, like constructive criticism for us to be like, ah, oh, shit, yeah, we hadn't thought about that. Maybe we should go back and, and retweak that. So it's, it's, it really helps the process for us to fine tune everything, definitely. And I think the strongest, the strongest bands are able to take that constructive criticism. Yes. Um, and I think that's like 90% of reasons why people don't get along in the end because egos, mm -hmm. right? Egos get in the way and you guys seem like you guys are doing pretty good and that Gwen could, could come in and say, guys, fart fart and dart shouldn't be in the song <laughs> then, you know so that's good it's good to have that man it's very it's very good to have that um camaraderie in the band because i don't know um I've, I've been some bands where someone's like tells a singer that lyric sucks and they get like heartbroken about it they're like oh it sucks and it's like oh but uh keep that going so are you guys uh when's your next single coming out do you know do you already know what the next single is because you said you have 11 songs and... yeah march yeah. Uh, 19th there's a uh... A song, um, well, Mad and I made a song before we got the idea we're going to go together as the parrots, and uh, we, uh, we made it uh, before that, so that's the next one. But the other songs that follow, there will be much more Gwen, because well, I think she's the best singer of us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, We need to play to our strengths, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, will there be a video with that as well, or or is it going to be just uh, music? Well, I, I hope the wife has uh, some time left over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to make some time for because that one yeah. is golden. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about it before. I think videos are important of some sort of be able to. Yeah, people want to see something too with the music, right? So visually, I know that's something that we've talked about when we're trying to figure out how we could uh, do one where kind of in the process of trying to do a, an acoustic version of one of our songs and trying to think of a way to kind of do a video of some sort, but neither one of us are videographers. So. Yeah. The only idea we have so far is just to walk around naked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not going to fly. Yeah, it, Bleak Wayne too did it. They got right. That's true. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers did, you know, some yes, of that on yes, stage. Yes. Even, so. Yes. So just brainstorming. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's <laughs> That's all I have. Uh, I can't believe actually we're running out of time already, but uh, where can, if you guys want to uh, plug where they, where everyone can find you um, and you can even mention, I know some, I know uh, Matt, you, like you've got some single stuff too out there, but please like say it all. Go for it then G, you do the Peric stuff, man. I do the Peric stuff. Well, we're on St uh, Spotify, just uh, under the Perics. Uh We've got Twitter and we've got uh, Instagram. And it's not difficult to, to find us because there are, are no other barracks. So, uh, which is perfect. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Gwen, uh, Gwen, do you have anything like, do you have anything that's solo or anything else that you've worked on before? Um, well, I'm usually in uh, musical theater stuff. Right. So yeah. it's not that there's anything, uh, well, there's that's... something coming up, but that's a big rock opera in October. But, uh, oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And would that be, is that live though in, in the Netherlands or is it? Yeah, yeah, we hope that we can play it live in, in October. So that's cool. A couple of that's months. really neat. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah. 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 And Matt, what do you, what about you? Yeah, I'm just, uh, you'll, you'll be able to find me on um, Instagram or Twitter. They're the main ones I use. It's just Matt Warren music. It's uh, pretty straightforward, but look for the mug because uh, there's another <laughs> Matt Warren who was out there before me. And he's totally <laughs> <great, so. laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we're, because we're, we're the, like chasing records or some here or there. So our handles are all messed up in terms of what's <laughs> what. So um, 
but yeah, no, there's it's a Def funny Fox how that is. Chasing Records. There's like a Chasing Records actual label that is now gone, and yeah. they have it on Twitter since 20, I think 11 is the last time they tweeted. So it's like, just give up, <laughs> give up the damn name, but you know, That's whatever. The yeah. Thing, yeah. 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 The best, the, I think our favorite, we said this recently too, but our favorite is there's a book um that's called uh the angler's quest i believe journey what, angler's journey. journey angler's journey and it's chasing records angler's journey and it comes up number one normally when you search us <laughs> yeah depending on what google decides like the other a couple of weeks ago we were number one we had like all the top spots we had that knowledge panel now it's all gone we don't know what happened so now yeah. we're, so we got to find out i was like oh whatever yeah. so it's kind of funny that way but um no we appreciate you guys coming on uh i actually no one said no tiktok You've mentioned no this on a bunch. No. Uh, yeah. The little kids. Yeah, exactly. That's what we, it is. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I don't, I can't wrap my brain around that one. So no, no, it's no, so it's stupid. Hard. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> and everyone, everyone on, on here, everyone always asks like, do you guys use TikTok? And we're like, we have it, but we don't really use it. And no. everyone's like, I don't understand. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. There's like duets. There's all this other shit. I don't get it. I'm just, I yeah. just, I, maybe I am too old. Maybe I do. That's why I mellowed out. And then yeah. these damn kids and their TikTok, like, you know, I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Old time using Facebook. <laughs> yeah. 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 Facebook too. It's We're doing little dances or uh, weird dances. And I didn't get it either. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody help us all out. Yeah. <laughs> if we can help us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're spitballing here. I like the idea so far. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but thanks so much, guys. Uh, the Parrots, check them out. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. For inviting us. Anytime. We'd love to have you guys back, especially once that, uh, when you're, when you're single drops, if you have anything else, we'd love to have you back on. So for sure. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. All right. Bye guys. All right. We'll see, see you guys. Bye-bye.